0: This podcast covers mature, intense, morbid, and sometimes just scary stuff. Listener discretion is advised. What do Agatha Christie, Dwayne Johnson, and Cher have in common? They've all been reported dead by mistake. It's a twisted tabloid Tuesday here on 30 Morbid Minutes.
1: This is the podcast where we cover topics, history, and stories that are morbid, macabre, dark, and downright grisly in nature. I'm Elise Willems. I'm Jessica Basami. But also, who came up with Twisted Tabloid Tuesday? Is that you? You know it. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. Because our show comes out on Tuesdays. It's great. So the alliteration just works. (laughs) It's great. Yep. Jess, are you familiar with the infamous 2022 TikTok celebrity death prank trend?
0: I am, and I thought it was—I know it's awful, but I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> it's like so awful, but you
1: know, it's awful, a it messed up, but it can be funny.
0: It was, and I—I I, I couldn't look away, honestly, when they were all happening. I just kept—I went through it, uh, went down a rabbit hole with those. Just got so excited when I saw the next one mm-hmm. pop up. I. I wanted to do one on my mom about Sam Elliott because it's perfect because he's at the age where maybe, but also like yeah. she
1: would have been so upset. She really? loves him. Yeah. Wow. I love him too. Well, that makes sense. Another thing your mother and I have in common besides <laughs> having to take care of you. I know,
0: right? And and the mere <laughs> fact they both birthed me, so.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Spiritually and figure, you know, and literally and figuratively. Yeah. So differs, but. Yep. So, yeah, this trend, because if you remember, Jessica, I tried to do this to my husband and sent you a video of it. <laughs> <You> sure did. <laughs> and that was around, like, what would you say, November, December? Uh-huh, wintertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's when this started to kind of gain traction online, when all these rascally teens were home for the break and decided they would have some fun at their boomer parents' <laughs> expense. Exactly. It was the
0: boomer parents that just made it funnier because it's to them. But
1: yeah, I think it's it also ties into a online literacy. Yes. Where, you know, you're susceptible to it, maybe.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And, you know, the setup was pretty simple. You know, the teens Mm -hmm.
0: secretly recorded themselves gasping dramatically, then announcing to their parents that
1: mom or dad's favorite celebrity has died. Except that celebrity was very much still alive. And the whole purpose of the of the prank was to capture their parents' over-the-top reaction to the news. Oh yeah, you can. There's montages
0: of them everywhere.
1: Yeah, on YouTube and stuff. It's all over the place. Some people reacting would gasp out in horror, like crying out, "Oh, not my share!" <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And news that that share the singer maybe met her untimely end. And others like bang their fists in anger on uh, their
0: car's center console and shout, "No, no, no!" Learning that you know, good old Zach Efron is dead at 35. He was fine, though. He's he fine. fine. He's good. He still has abs.
1: Yeah, there was even one mother who slammed down her Himalayan pink salt container when she learned that Hugh Grant had died at 62. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's
0: like, it's not, but he's still alive. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's just funny. Like it, the, the rage, the anger, the sadness, the emotions that come up
1: but seeing people caught in their most vulnerable moment reacting in real time right
0: yeah and they always catch them doing something normal like laundry or they're in the kitchen or they're just sitting down
1: relaxing it's just yes yes and and i think the ones that probably get a lot of attention are the parents who may be the people who are prone to overreact about a lot of things for sure
0: and it might you know yeah. seem like a little bit of silly fun to watch mom or dad cry out in anguish knowing full well that Dateline uh, NBC correspondent Keith Morrison is alive and well, but there are limits, of course.
1: Yeah, we're laughing and having a good time right now because these people are still alive and okay, but in some situations, it can go a little bit too far. And we saw that when Angela Bassett's 16-year-old son caught a lot of flack for pulling the prank on his mom and dad and telling them that Bassett's Black Panther co-star Michael B. Jordan had died.
0: Yeah, and she was, of course, distraught at the information, which makes total sense, especially given the early passing of Chadwick Boseman.
1: Yeah, and her son apologized, but, you know, he's young and I think made like a bad, bad, poor Mm -hmm. mistake, right? Mm -hmm. So certainly not all fun and games. And while this was a very recent TikTok trend, the internet and the entertainment industry at large are no strangers to celebrity death hoaxes, which is what we are talking about today. So
0: as we see it, there are two sides to the whole celebrity death hoax thing. One version of this hoax is when a celebrity is, whether by mistake or
1: or intentionally, inaccurately reported as dead. Which, if you're that celebrity, must be a pretty surreal thing to wake up to, like getting texts from your friend and your family asking if you're dead. Though Jess texts me this question every single day. <laughs> I do. I just never know with you, you know. Yeah, it's almost like wishful thinking. Well, right. I'll okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: but yeah, I love that she checks in on me. It's very yeah. And the internet and social media have been so pivotal and proficient in spreading and perpetuating these death hoaxes, but. There are some that even predate social media and the internet age, and we will get into a couple of those today as well.
0: The flip side is the death hoax denial, which is a phenomenon where, despite a celebrity being pronounced dead... The fanatics and conspiracy theorists hold
1: out hope that they're still alive. Death deniers claim the evidence of death is insufficient or potentially faked, that the famous person may have staged their death to disappear from the limelight and live out their days in secrecy on a private island paradise or something. I mean, that just sounds great whether you're famous or not. Is that what they think happened to Tupac? There's some
0: people that think that.
1: Oh, yeah, and we yeah. talked about that a little bit. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, Oh, they're all kinds of crazy rumors and gesticulation. And uh, we're going to talk about both instances of these hoaxes, both versions. But first it begs the question, what about these death hoaxes do we find fascinating? Why, when we see headlines relaying news of a famous person passing, does it stir up this media and public frenzy?
0: A lot of this, of course, ties into idle adulation. We put celebrities up on a pedestal and give them a lot of reverence.
1: Celebrities can become almost indestructible and immortal in the way that we idolize them. So when they die or we think they die, it can be a big shock and also make us reckon with our own mortality.
0: There's also the parasocial aspect of it, meaning that we, the common folk, <laughs> form, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, common, form these one-sided relationships with celebrities and public figures, wherein we feel like we know them on a more personal level than we actually do.
1: Yeah, and that's why I'm always tweeting at ALF. You know, because I just feel like we know each other. I like, feel this connection.
0: Doesn't the official applicant follow you on Twitter?
1: Well, that's neither here nor there, Jess. I'm not trying to name drop <laughs> okay. or anything. But let's move on. Okay. Here. Okay. Mourning celebrities, especially over social media, can become these big collective acts and demonstrations of empathy.
0: And while you may be a big fan of a celebrity, there are some other psychological and sociological reasons that might explain why a death of somebody you've probably never met or spoken to can impact you so deeply.
1: Has there been any celebrity death that has been pretty impactful to you, Jess, or left a lasting mark to obviously it's really sad when anybody passes away, but yeah, yeah that's you a, kind of that's took a, personally.
0: That's a really great question. I think it depends because sometimes, you know, with uh, not to bring this down a whole lot, but like sometimes when there's a bunch of shootings that are making headlines and then somebody of note dies that I've watched many of their movies, I find myself a lot more um, sensitive to that just because there is a connection there merely because I've seen so many of their movies. Plus the sensitivity and the upsetness that I've just been feeling in general with so much death in the headlines but i can't think of one person like off the bat that has made me actually extremely upset that they have died
1: and i see i see exactly what you're talking about because you also have this guilt of like i should feel more remorse for this big tragedy than this one person mm-hmm. uh, for me robin williams mm-hmm. was one that mm-hmm. i was pretty you know even though i i'm fully aware i've never met him mm-hmm. it, it was still pretty awful And Terry Pratchett, who's an author that I really like. Mm. I think also because when someone's a writer, too, you feel like you get a lot more about who they are as a person.
0: Totally. Robin's a good one because it's hard when somebody that has literally brought so much joy and laughter and happiness, even Mm -hmm. when I say happiness, I mean like taking you away for two hours at a time, watching one of his movies into, you know, another world type situation.
1: He brought so much joy to our childhood. Gone, too. especially
0: in the way that he went
1: out it was just yeah. like, "Ah, oh, fuck." Yeah, but I, and I think a big part of that too is like I was just saying he was part of our childhood. Why we grieve celebrities so hard might be because we connect them to a specific time in our life, mm-hmm. or even we connect that celebrity to a friend or a family member that we've also lost. You know, maybe we shared a love or appreciation for that particular figure. Maybe. Someone passed away who you know you'd watch movies with your your friend and you'd always watch these Robin Williams movies together and then they pass away and he passes away and it's a it's a big deal.
0: That's true. So like for instance, mm-hmm. if Sam Elliott were to pass, I would be very upset mainly because of my mom because I know she'd be mm-hmm. so upset, yeah. so upset. But yeah, I guess like ultimately it comes down to maybe not the celebrity, rather maybe what they represent. And in this case, with with my mom, she like. Had the biggest crush on him after the divorce. She was like, I'm going to go marry Sam Elliott. So I don't know. It's just like personal in that way.
1: Yeah. And God forbid, like something happened to your mom, like something happened to him. It would probably hit you harder because he makes you think of her. Yes. Yep. But yeah. And and in the wake of social media, it's pretty common now that a celebrity passes and then that spreads like wildfire. You see everybody posting, you know, RIP so-and-so. Yeah. Right. But it's about that time, so let's get down to business and cover some of the more memorable
0: or weird times where a celebrity has been mistakenly reported as having left this mortal coil.
1: Yeah, fortunately, a lot of celebrities have a good sense of humor about this happening to them and have been able to shut down the rumors so it just becomes a blip on the tabloid radar. In
0: 2010, New York City radio station Z100 claimed that actor... Russell Crowe perished from a 50-foot fall off a remote mountain in Austria while filming a movie.
1: Crowe's reps debunked the story and then Russell Crowe got on Twitter (laughs) and he got straight to the issue and tweeted, Unable to answer tweets fell off a mountain in Austria all over Red Rover. (laughs) don't know how i got there but the media are never wrong goodbye the all over so red rover is is a really nice touch
0: it's so good though it's so i just yeah. like don't know how i got here but the media is <laughs> yeah. just never wrong so i'm yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, Macaulay Culkin, who starred, you know, as the precocious Kevin McAllister from Home Alone, uh, posted a parody photo of himself mimicking a scene from the movie Weekend at Bernie's when a fake MSNBC website
1: misreported his death in 2014. That's a good move. The Weekend at Bernie's strat. Yeah. In 2011, the internet thought that The Rock, much like Russell Crowe, fell off a cliff in New Zealand and died. The Rock responded by tweeting, I would love to meet the person who's starting rumors of my death to show them how a dead foot feels up there. <laughs> this? which oh, <laughs> This is a moment where he could have
0: really used the Rock situation as, like, if he fell off some mountains and cliffs, like, did he fall onto a rock? Like, he eventually fell onto <laughs> a rock. You know, like, he could have,
1: I don't know. <laughs> or some, something like, fell off a cliff, but, you know, rocks are pretty tough. Yes. So
0: <laughs> there was so much he could have done with that but I felt like he could have he yeah. got maybe a little angry there.
1: I see what you mean and I also feel like this is 2011. Mm. This is very pre-family friendly rock. So him going, how a dead foot feels up there. ass. True, true. You're <laughs> right, Elise. Funny.
0: The rock has, has grown and changed over the years. Yeah. Celebs like Bon Jovi and Jackie Chan have posted photos of themselves showing the day's date to prove that they're still very much alive and well when headlines would indicate otherwise.
1: Yeah, I think Jackie Chan's like holding a newspaper. <laughs> yeah. To show it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of celebrities just turn to social media to clear up this very unnecessary drama. However, there are examples that predate social and were allowed to really spiral without being debunked. One of those is the infamous and my favorite mm. the Paul is Dead conspiracy theory.
0: Mm-hmm. The granddaddy of celebrity death hoaxes proposes that Paul McCartney died in a car accident in 1966 and was replaced by a lookalike.
1: So this whole time, for like 60 years, this theory, you know, suggests that someone else is pretending to be Paul McCartney. The rumors started circulating in 1969 thanks to a Beatles fan newsletter that tried to actually debunk false rumors of McCartney's death, which claimed that McCartney was leaving a Beatles recording session that got kind of heated, and then he got into his car and crashed it and died. Here's the thing. Attempts to debunk
0: the story somehow just gave it more attention and contributed to a spin of misinformation.
1: Yeah, imagination's just running wild. And here's how the urban legend goes. So, desperate to keep their musical cash cow intact, record executives found someone who looked and sounded very, very close to McCartney, who they thought was dead apparently, a Canadian man named William Shears Campbell. Apparently, they had William undergo plastic surgery
0: to look more like the Beatles' frontman. Believers point to the differences in Paul's jaw
1: and ears as proof of a swap occurred. Yeah, so the swap happened, the real Paul McCartney is dead, and now this guy, William Shears Campbell, has a new face and is playing music with the Beatles. And apparently, apparently... The Beatles and Paul's replacement, William, felt so burdened by what happened and hiding this big secret that to clear their consciences, they planted clues across their work which revealed the truth. So like
0: on the Abbey Road album cover, tinfoil hatters think that the band crossing the street in single file is meant to resemble a funeral procession. John, the preacher or the clergy, is all in white. Ringo, dressed in black, is like a pallbearer or an undertaker. George, in all denim, work clothes like the gravedigger. And then Paul, barefoot with his eyes closed, is the corpse, out of step with the other Beatles, leading
1: with his right foot instead of his left. The cigarette that Paul is smoking is a coffin nail. Uh, He's also holding the cigarette in his right hand, even though the real Paul McCartney was left-handed. This is all, like, how do you feel, Jess? Does this feel like it's reaching to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Because we know the Abbey Road album color, cover sure. is very famous. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And like the thing that gets me, which was like I was talking about earlier, is like the voice. I feel like I know that you can find somebody that kind of sounds like them, but I'm just like, really? I don't know. I feel like it's like that doesn't sound like him.
1: Yeah. I think that for this to work, it would have to be like a whole charade that lots of people are involved with for decades. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, Paul McCartney wrote so much music yeah. across his lifetime and career. So you're telling me that this William Shears guy was some some musical ingenue too, or there was some secret ghostwriter that was writing music for so weird. four decades. Like
0: yeah. believers point to more clues, like the Volkswagen license plate in the background that reads two eight IF. Implying that Paul would have been 28 at the time of the photo had he survived the accident. Another license plate reading LMW stands for Linda McCartney Weeps. And then there's the police van visible is like a, a reference to the police at
1: the scene of the real Paul's accident who were paid off to stay quiet. Mm hmm. There are are a few issues with this one, though. Uh, Paul McCartney was on The Late Show with David Letterman in 2009. And he talked about how it was so hot on the day of the Abbey Road photo shoot that he had come to set wearing sandals and then he just kicked them off, which is why he was barefoot. So (laughs) not because he's a corpse or he's emulating someone from a burial culture where they would have been buried barefoot. And he wouldn't have been 28 if he would have been 27 years old. At the time of that cover being published. Plus, Linda McCartney, Paul's wife, didn't even enter the picture until 1967, which was Mm. a year after the supposed accident. Mm. So she wouldn't be grieving for him because she wouldn't have even known the real Paul.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Diehards argue that there's evidence hidden across the Beatles' uh, discography. At the end of Strawberry Field Forever, John Lennon mutters somewhat unintelligible words that were thought to be. I buried Paul.
1: He's actually saying cranberry sauce. Yeah, because that sounds the same. Yeah. No, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I'd have to not, like cranberry go and listen to it. Sauce, I buried Paul. Paul. I okay. Okay. I see. <laughs> um, but the song "A Day in the Life" has lyrics that supposedly recount the accident. He blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. A crowd of people stood and stared.
1: Kind Hmm. of sounds like it's reaching. Mm -hmm. Revolution Nine from the White album has lyrics which, if played backwards, sound like "Turn Me On, Dead Man." So I will, I will say you can listen to this online, and it does sound uh, a little, you know, a little, yeah, sounds a little bit like that. Toward the end
0: of I'm So Tired, John Lennon is heard saying, Monsieur, 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 how about another one? People started playing the song backwards and claimed to hear,
1: Paul is dead, man. Miss him. Miss him. Again, you can listen to it online. And yeah, it kind of does sound like that. (laughs) Well, interesting. It's kind of creepy, actually. But you know how sometimes
0: we've heard those things before where it's just like you, you know, listen to this uh, and you can hear bear or red. But if you're already thinking about it in your head, sometimes it just sounds oh, yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's our brain.
1: We talk about that kind of cultural priming a lot on this podcast yeah. where you hear and see what you what you are conditioned to see. Yeah. But like the Abbey Road album cover,
0: fans claim that Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band cover is just riddled with clues suggesting that the Fab Four were once cut short to three.
1: Which I feel like at a certain point, maybe the Beatles were just trolling everybody (laughs) because they knew this was a rumor.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like you might as well have fun with it. You know, like they can't control it. Well, they
1: could, but they why? (laughs) But to list some of the quote unquote evidence here, if you place a mirror in front of the Sgt. Pepper album cover, the words Lonely Hearts on the drum logo can be read as one X he die one one which some people have interpreted to include the Roman numeral nine and point at the date of the accident, 119, he die. This is a problem, though, because the Brits, as we know, write dates as day, month, year, rather than the American way of month, day, year. So that would make the date September 11th rather than November 9th. Mm,
0: Yeah. There's an arrangement of yellow flowers, which are supposed to represent McCartney's left-handed base.
1: Which has only three strings instead of four. Dun, 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 dun.
0: Um, and of the older beetles and their
1: pepper gear, you'll see a hand over Paul's head as if a priest is blessing him. Of the wax looking younger beetles in their black suits, Paul has his hand on Ringo's shoulder as if to comfort him as they look down on a flowered covered gravesite.
0: There's a weird little doll wearing a sweater that says, Welcome the rolling stones, which got theorists thinking that the stones help cover up the swap.
1: interesting all this espionage in rock and roll on the back of the album there's a photo of all four Beatles Ringo, John and George are facing forward but Paul's back is turned oh my
0: god what's happening so much there's just so many yeah there's so many things that have been pointed to but the fact of the matter is it's just a hoax one that some would say the Beatles intentionally played into
1: yeah, and Paul McCartney himself has made light of it, releasing an album called Paul is Alive, <laughs> featuring his live performances. And then the album cover is like Paul McCartney back at Abbey Road, p- pulling a wacky pose. So, yeah. yeah. No, and similar to the Paul is Dead theory, there's another
0: conspiracy that suggests a Canadian pop punk queen, Avril Lavigne, has died and was replaced by a lookalike, which this one is so interesting to me.
1: Oh, yeah. And we're going to get into this theory about Avril right after a word from our sponsors.
0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: Life is full of challenging choices and finding the right path isn't always easy.
0: It doesn't matter whether you're thinking through career decisions, relationships, or even smaller life moves. Therapy can really help you stay connected to your true desires while navigating the uncertainties that you know life can bring.
1: Therapy can help you confidently and enthusiastically move forward and trust yourself to make decisions that align with your values. And that is a skill that improves
0: with practice just like anything else. I had gone to therapy for three years, took a little bit of a break, and actually just started again on Tuesday. And wow. thank, thank God that I have, because it's already helped so much. Just after one
1: session. That's yes, huge. Yes, because
0: it is merely because we, I, I wanted to like go over some certain topics with her, and she's like, go over everything that you want to cover in general. She's like, just blast them out to me. We're going to make a plan. And at the end of it, I was like, it just felt like there was a weight lifted off my shoulders.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. It's just talking to somebody and having an outlet too, right?
0: Yes. An Mm -hmm. outlet that uh, is a licensed, um, you know, kind of third trained that has (laughs) trained in this. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And therapy equips you with these positive coping skills. It's not just if you've experienced major trauma, it's for anybody and everybody who is seeking personal growth and changes in their well-being.
0: Consider giving BetterHelp a
1: try if you're contemplating starting therapy. It's a convenient and flexible online platform designed to cater to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire and they match you with a licensed therapist. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com
0: slash 30mm today to get 10% off your first month. That's help, H-E-L-P dot slash 30mm. Fall is right around the corner and HelloFresh is here to help you plan for the busy season ahead with tasty dishes delivered to your door. Simply choose your recipes and pick your delivery date, then lay back and enjoy the last days of summer knowing dinner is covered.
1: Yes, Jess, when life gets busy, you don't have to call for delivery. Get HelloFresh. It's 25% cheaper than takeout. And less expensive than grocery shopping too. You just choose your recipes and receive fresh, pre portioned ingredients so you can get cooking quick. And let me tell you, Jess, I got cooking quick last night with HelloFresh and I had the best meal. It was great. Really? You got cooking quick? I got cooking quick. Ooh, yum. <laughs> no. I got I got I got two cooking quick. <laughs> yeah. Because of HelloFresh. <laughs> What'd you make? I had Turkish spiced chicken in apricot pan sauce. And let me tell you, those are words I never thought I would all use in a sentence together. That is not something I
0: would ever seek out to make on my own because I think I'm just not good enough
1: of a cook to do it. And that's the amazing thing about HelloFresh too. They have these chef crafted recipes. So you always get something new and exciting to try. And this was so good. I roasted nuts for this recipe, which is something I would never do. I would never, never do either. that. <laughs> I would never do that, but I put them in rice and it added so much to the meal. It was so good. Did James have any? Oh, he did. He loved it. He The whole time he was <gasps> like, this is so good. And then our friend was over that he works out with and we had extra, and we were like, do you want some of this? And he was like, sure. And then he the whole time was talking about how good it was. We oh were all my like, gosh. Oh my gosh. Hello, Fresh. I love it because Devin uh, is the cook of
0: the family and I just like cannot be bothered sometimes. So I got the mm-hmm. quick and easy and I uh, just cannot wait to actually make him a meal. I think he's going to be so surprised when I'm like, hi, I've made this for you. I actually fixed yes. something. I've made it for you. Yes. So, Mrs. this is doubtfire <laughs> that pretend like you ordered it or pretend like you I made know. it and you actually HelloFresh it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 5030MM and use code 5030MM for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash 5030MM and use code 5030MM for 50% off plus free shipping.
1: America's number one meal kit. Back to the show. So yeah, there's this theory, and I think a lot of people have heard about it, that Avril Lavigne died was replaced by a lookalike. This one's a little bit more recent and puts 2003 as the year that Avril bit the dust and a woman named Melissa stepped into her skater
0: shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this theory is thought to have originated on a Brazilian fan page. It claims that at some point the real Avril died and her longtime body double Melissa took her place. The fact that Melissa is actually a real person who performed This role for a substantial amount of time probably adds a lot of fuel to the fire.
1: This one's even more far-fetched than the McCartney theory and points to some really broad and pretty, like, whatever evidence to make (laughs) its case. Like, oh, her taste in wardrobe changed and her music sound changed. Like, these things happen when someone's getting older and evolving.
0: Oh, for sure. And I will say that growing up, I was an Avril fan. I've listened to some of her music today and her voice has changed, but... That's what also happens just in general. Sometimes your voice changes and
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's it still her. <laughs> yeah, she's getting older. She's getting older. And, you know, and especially when you've been singing. And I'm sure there's a lot of times where, like, singers don't always sing the correct way all the time when you're going on tour and, you're, like, maybe not taking care of your voice and things change. It's just like. Oh, yeah.
1: We don't know if she smokes. Exactly. You like,
0: know. that's that's something that always, like, trips me up when it, like, comes to these, like, singer Death
1: hoaxes is is like you can, the voice is so interesting, but yeah, it's a reason why that even though there are certain actors who are still alive and older, there are young people that do voice matching casts to voice match them in animated stuff Mm -hmm. because their voices have gotten old. Not that Avril's that old, but like their voices get older and they change, and then they can't do that same, like young sounding voice that they used to do. And then, you know, we get into some of the weirder stuff like cloning. You know, oh yeah, Beyonce uh, Queen Bey has been accused—if that's even the Mm -hmm. right (laughs) word—to use of having died in 2000 and being replaced by her own clone, Sasha Fierce. Her alter ego could even be a tip-off. The theorists say that, like, if we see the change where Beyonce starts adopting that name, it's like, oh, this is a different Beyonce.
0: I mean, I just, I think what she's doing is great, where I think Beyoncé is still alive, but Sasha Fierce is like, when you get up on stage, when you have to go in front of all the cameras, it's just like that other confidence mm-hmm. side are like, here we go, Sasha Fierce, let's get to it. Yeah. But also, you know, Taylor Swift is the subject of a theory claiming that she too is a clone, but of known founder of the Church of Satan, Zena LeVay. And yeah, you know, they do look pretty similar,
1: <laughs> they actually kind of do. <laughs> they do. Pretty similar. And it, it makes you wonder Taylor has all these hits. She's like the biggest. Could this be the power of Satan at work? I mean, you I have I've been told that if
0: I want everything in life, I need to sell my soul to the devil. So maybe, maybe she, that's what she did.
1: I agreed. I agree, Jess. But as we
0: mentioned earlier, there's, of course, the flip side to the celebrity um, misreported death hoax, which is the tinfoil truthers who believe certain confirmed death celebrities are actually still alive, having faked their deaths. Elvis is a big one.
1: Yeah, he died in 1977 of an overdose and some pretty Mm -hmm. hard living. The king's death and memorialization left behind a few tidbits that stirred up controversy, including a misspelling of his middle name on his tombstone, his middle name, Aaron. Though I saw some, you know, information that was saying that, oh, no, he started spelling it a different way at a certain point in his life. So who knows, right? Some considered that maybe he had ties to the mafia,
0: and faked his death to try and get out of testifying or to save himself from a hit. Regardless, it became a thing for random people to report having seen Elvis out in the world alive and well. And uh, the Elvis Sighting Society, yes, the Elvis Sighting Society was actually founded in 1989 by Elvis fans to chronicle these so-called sightings. I shouldn't laugh, but it's funny to me.
1: Yeah, well, if if you watch the movie Home Alone, you'll see an extra when uh the the mom is at the airport who's like standing behind her who kind of looks like elvis and the internet like got a hold of it and was like oh my gosh this guy looks is that elvis presley i have to watch this now yeah you can find it online but then they found the actor that that actually was that extra so that they debunked that (gasps) also i love that like home alone keeps coming up in this really yes this is like
0: the second or third
1: time (laughs) weird um a Gallup poll from
0: 1997 that found that only 4% of Americans thought the king was still alive, but I'm sure that number is even lower today.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's probably the, the big fans of that generation will, would hold out yeah. hope that he was still yeah. alive somewhere. But Gen Z, you know, they don't care. There is a conspiracy theory that rapper Tupac Shakur didn't actually die from gunshot wounds sustained during a drive-by shooting in Vegas in 1996 and is still very alive somewhere on a tropical island like just mentioned earlier.
0: Yeah, this was the very first death hoax I ever heard of in my entire life. Uh, when I was super young, obviously this happened in the nineties, but yeah, this was the mm-hmm. first one I, I ever knew about. And, uh, there was a time I believed it too. I have to say, cause I'm like, oh yeah, people do that because I did think it was like, he needed to get away from just the business, everything. And so he's like, I'm gonna, I'm peace out. I'm going to go to this tropical island. I, of course I grew up, uh, and that's not the case, but I did believe it for a time back when I was younger,
1: <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And I think that when we're younger, especially we growing up in the infancy of the internet age, like someone would just tell you something and you couldn't check it. And you were like, "Okay, I guess that's how it is. Yeah, that is true. You're right. (laughs) I believe you. I'm just
0: like, I believed everything that was told to me. Eight of Tupac's records have been released posthumously, more than released uh, when he was alive. And then the fact that we've seen him in a hologram form on stage and as a deep fake in Snoop's music videos... Did not help the case?
1: No, if I was faking my own death, (laughs) to keep showing up digitally would not really, I would be worried that somebody would catch on to it. And AI and deepfakes, this is a topic for another podcast episode because they have added a whole other element to this death hoax discussion. And also, just you know, talking about how people's likenesses mm-hmm. get used in media after they die, but it's it's only going to serve to to complicate and add more conspiracies. I think.
0: I think it was Tupac's um, hologram. I believe. I think it was his when I saw it. Uh, it started circulating on social media to see him on stage like moving as if he was alive but dead my first an- initial gut reaction was Ugh, this doesn't feel right this like i just does not feel good uh, i was like mm-hmm. i don't i don't i don't know if we should be doing this yeah. but yes you're right yeah. that is a whole other conversation and then ai in general but uh yeah to i mean to conclude today's episode all we can say is remember that celebrities are real people too and i don't say that sarcastically they are
1: no yeah, yeah. Have families and friends, and
0: so when yeah, your family, yeah. you know, you see you're driving and your husband, who was yeah, Hugh Grant, is at work or something, and you see oh, Hugh Grant dead at 54. That's not okay, you know. Yeah, so
1: yeah. Though so when we go, I want there to be several times where people think that we've died and we haven't.
0: <laughs> that would be fun for us.
1: We need the publicity for this podcast. We really yes. do.
0: How else are we going to skyrocket this? Because I think people care about us so much already that they will also care when we're uh, are dead.
1: Agreed. They'll (laughs) care more. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How can people help us that way we don't have to fake our own deaths multiple times? Well, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can share it with friends. You can follow us on social media. Mm
0: -hmm. Listen to it just over and over again. Just, I don't know, just, Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe buy our merch. That'd be really cool. We have some merch in the
1: Rooster Teeth store. Store Store.roosterteeth.com.
0: Yeah, some really like cute shirts like that you could just wear with, you know, an outfit and not even know what 30 more minutes is. So,
1: hey. Yeah. (laughs) You can wear them to our fake funeral. Please do.
0: Which I already Looks have great. the will for Elise.
1: I know what her funeral plans are. Um oh, I'll be yeah putting that on it's for you. A- it's, um, we go to Disneyland, we get on the Mark Twain riverboat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Scatter my ashes into the wind so they blow back on everyone. Into my face, then I have to get take my contacts out because there'll be yep. ashes in my, yep, put my glasses on. And then everybody goes and rides Big Thunder Railroad and boom, mm-hmm. I'm in the car next to you, Jess. Yep. Surprise. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. Everyone, that's it. we all know it now, so cool. Well, Jessica, I hope you're around for a very long time.
0: I, hope so too. I hope you're around for as long as I am. I prefer if you I think I prefer if you died first so then you can come back and haunt me, tell me how the other side is and if if it's something that I want to go to as well or I just need to like shoot myself up with some sort of like chemical that makes me live forever. So just keep me updated. Perfect. It's a date. Great. <laughs>
1: awesome. Until then, bad bye Jessica.
0: Bye bye Elise.